All right, we got some breaking news. ZZ Clark committing to Illinois on Monday morning, but that's not what I want to talk about, Scott Ritchie. Our basketball beat writer spent the weekend in Chicago with another uh, soon-to-be Illini who really turned some heads. Yeah, it's probably recency bias playing a bit of an influence here, but like Ty Rogers could be really good as a freshman for Illinois. I think he's Big Ten ready. He does a little bit of everything, and I think it's going to be tough to keep him off the court. All right, Rich, you will talk recruiting. He'll talk Kofi. He'll talk transfer portal in this week's Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money radio show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. And it is a good, a really good Monday morning. Right, Scott Ritchie? Yeah, an eventful Monday morning already for Illinois basketball. Uh, got a commitment. And uh, maybe sort of not a surprise, but also a surprise because the player that committed is a high school sophomore. So it won't be you know, on campus at Illinois until the 2024-25 season. All but right. uh, it's ZZ Clark. Uh Younger brother of Sky Clark, obviously the class of 2022 guard who signed with Illinois last week. Um, they're both in Champaign, you know, today and tomorrow. Sky on an official visit, more celebratory than anything because he's already signed. Uh, and ZZ on an unofficial and made it official, though, by, by committing to Illinois. And it's kind of a, been a very busy week on the recruiting front for Illinois, obviously, with signing Sky and now getting commitment from ZZ, and uh, I mean, it's just a, another interesting piece for Illinois multiple years down the road. That's Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer. I'm Jim Rosso, vice president of news uh, here at the News Gazette. This is Inside Illini Basketball. We had breaking news to start off, and it was very nice of ZZ to text me beforehand and said, do not start the podcast. I've got news to make. So he's off to a good start on my end by letting me know that. That at 11 o'clock, he, he said, hey, I know you guys usually go to the podcast booth with Ed Bond, but let me make this announcement first. Yeah, very thoughtful. Yes. Good uh, job, ZZ. The Clarks are pretty media-friendly, though, seems like. Yeah, so that's good for, it looks like, multiple years now. All right, and plus they have sons that are made for headlines. First, uh, last week, sky's the limit. Uh, what can we do with ZZ? ZZ Top, Top Some there. sort of yes. ZZ Top reference. Yes, yeah. thank you. Uh, but uh, Brad Underwood's recruiting continues uh, to soar. Yeah, and there aren't like f sort of complete or very detailed rankings yet for the class of 2024 because, again, those guys are sophomores in high school. Uh, but th those will come out you know, maybe more this summer as you know, there's a chance to see them. Those that age group play a little more, but uh, would imagine that ZZ Clark winds up ranked somewhere. He's not currently, um, but 
He's a little smaller than his older brother, but also, I mean, obviously two years younger, so has room to grow. But right now, 6'2", 180-pound point guard. Had a pretty good season at Windermere Prep in Florida you know, this year after uh, transferring from Ensworth in Tennessee. Averaged about 12 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 1.5 steals uh, for a 20-win team. Uh, so kind of, again, like his brother, just does a little bit of everything you know, at that point guard spot. And... If you're looking kind of down the, the road, Illinois it's kind of, I mean, not set at point guard for I don't know, the better part of a decade, but, you know, could be pretty solid in, in that position group, you know, with Sky coming on board next or this coming season and then ZZ a couple of years down the road. Um, that's two commits now for Illinois in the class of 2024 um, with ZZ Clark joining Merez Johnson Jr., uh, St. Rita big man who is ranked four-star recruit top 40 in his class right now and I think that will only go up because he is sort of turning into one of like those guys in that class you know had a really good sophomore year at St. Rita averaged 15 points 12 rebounds two blocks per game uh, for the Broncos so uh, Mustangs Mustangs or Broncos one of the horse related nicknames um we told you April was a crazy month, and it's not disappointing. In no, any, it really, in, it really isn't. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's funny. That Illinois got two twenty twenty four commits and zero for twenty twenty three, and that that's the class that you know, as the coaches get on the road you know, in the spring and the summer for you know, the evaluation periods that will kind of be the, the focus. But and they can really focus on twenty twenty three because they're we got two in the class after that, and two that are pretty like. Like solid Illinois, like you get like sophomores that commit, and like the first thought is like, well, okay, given the nature of basketball, is like, will they still be committed two years down the line? Merez Johnson, ZC Clark, I think are two guys you can say, yeah, seems like that's going to be the case. All right, Richie's all over the recruiting trail this time of year. Uh, what a crazy week it was last week. Let's start with not your visit to Chicago and that Tony Jim that you spent hours upon hours watching recruits play basketball. I don't understand that, Jim, first of all. I mean, I'm not sure I do either, but it is the coolest place I've ever watched a basketball practice in my life. And it's you know, on the 17th floor of a high-rise in the West Loop and, like, the Chicago skylines in the background because there's just windows all around, very strong windows because there was an errant pass or two that hit you know, the window on the, the baseline, like, really hard. And I was like, man, if that breaks, that ball's – going to fall 17 floors and, and kill someone eh, not going to have a great day but just why the coolest let me start with that this is gym talk 101 why there and how how did it wind up there <laughs> i have i don't think i have an answer to either of those things um maybe why because it's cool and like they're trying to you know, make this a cool event as for the jordan brand classic like bringing in a lot of the top talent in the senior class across the country. So, like, give them a cool experience. And for the practice, at least, there were, like, two dozen NBA scouts on hand to watch uh, as well. And, of course, none of these guys can be drafted until uh, 2023. But scouts are getting a, an advanced look. It's like I saw Tim Hardaway was there because he's a scout for an NBA team. I can't remember which logo was on his polo. There's a lot of people there. Um, saw Gar Foreman, former GM of the Bulls. Um, 
So it was just it was a really interesting event. But the how and why of w- practicing on the 17th floor, I have no idea. But it was a very cool venue. Go to newsgazette.com to read all of Richie's uh, writings over the weekend. Uh, the players that Illinois fans cared about. Yeah, well, Scott Clark did not practice or play. He's just still getting to full strength after tearing his ACL um, in his left knee in last July. Um, came back in January for Montverde Academy and played, I mean, which was a quick turn. I mean, this was like five and a half months, um, but even then was not at full strength and then was getting better, you know, getting healthier and then breaks his hand so misses the rest of his senior season. But it's just there was no reason for him to play in an all-star game when, like, he's not at 100%. Um, so we've been fun to see him play you know, in that kind of environment. But Ty Rogers, uh, another future Illini, uh, played really well um, and held his own against a slew of five-star guys. And Ty was, uh, like, off the top of my head, like the second lowest-ranked recruit you know, of the, the two teams. Um, might have that wrong, but, was, I mean, it's not a five-star, and most of them, like, like it was 22 of the top 30 players in the class participated. Um, but in the practice, like, he just went, he didn't treat it like an all-star game practice. Like, he went all out, and it's probably a good thing because NBA scouts were on hand. Like, I don't no, don't know that they were necessarily, necessarily there to see Ty Rogers, but certainly left with a, a positive impression because um, I did. And then the game kind of did what he did all season for Thornton, which was everything. I mean, he had eight points, four rebounds, four assists, had a steal, really explosive tip dunk early in the game. Um, so, and he mentioned afterwards, like, he's kind of felt that he's been kind of pushed to the side a little bit. Like, his game maybe hasn't been valued on the national stage and kind of prove that maybe it should have been. Does it make you think he might play a little more than maybe you anticipated next year? Yeah, and obviously it, my in-person viewing of Ty Rogers is limited to that practice and the Jordan Brand Classic game you know, last Friday. Um, but he was impressive. And he has a Big Ten ready body already. Like, he looks like a Big Ten player, like a college basketball player. He doesn't look like an incoming freshman. So I think he can handle the physicality of that, and it might be tough to keep him off the court. All right, any other impressions from Chicago, uh, Scotty? I mean, there's a lot of guys that Illinois had offered in the class of 2022 that played, and a lot of, I mean, a lot of five stars, a lot of, best players in the country like I get it like they're really good like Nick Smith who's going to Arkansas was yeah, the MVP for the the team that Ty Rogers played on and he's a problem with the ball in his hands just quick gets to his spots will pull up from 25 26 feet knock down threes like I understand why he's being projected and yes there are mock drafts for 2023 already like as a top five pick so it was, just, it was interesting to see that, that collection of talents. is like not your typical high schoolers, yeah, any of them, you know, on the court. So it was fun. Where does the Jordan Brand Classic 
rank in terms of all-star games for the high school elite? Well, there's several now. I think McDonald's All-American still sort of the that's the the top game. Like it just it has the history and the prestige. Um, and then like Jordan Brand Classic, Iverson Classic are probably you know a, a wrong lower. Um, it, was, it was like Io Dasumu played in the Jordan Brand Classic back in twenty would have been twenty eighteen, and like they played at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, like. So they played in NBA arenas before. This was not at one of those that they sort of created a pretty interesting look for you know the field house that Hope Academy uses you know in Chicago. Uh, just brought in a lot of lighting and you know put their own court down. But I could have played it at Wintrust or I, don't, I mean the Bulls are in Milwaukee. I don't know if the Blackhawks played Friday night. I played Thursday night, and I could play it at United Center maybe, but they made it into a a small but you know, pretty pretty aesthetically pleasing environment and then had a, a pro doing public address. I mean, Tim, Tim Sinclair, who does, uh, I think, PA for everyone at this point, Bulls, Bears, Illini, Fire, um, he was there as well. So it gave it the, that professional touch too. Hey, Tim Sinclair joined Brian Barnhart at Top of the on the stage at last week's kicking cancer event in Gordyville. It was nice of Scott Ritchie to show up in his his boots and his his flannel. You, you dressed for the occasion and and enjoyed it. I understand. Wore neither boots nor flannel because I don't own boots or flannel. But it was showed up on a quarter horse. It was, it was a unique entrance you made. Yeah, <laughs> haven't ridden a horse ever. Maybe. Yeah, except like. Pony rides when I was like six. Uh, no, it was a uh, it was a good event. I mean, mm-hmm. I think at the top of the things that were good about it, raised two hundred and seventy eight thousand. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, and like there were tickets sold to it, obviously, and that's where some of that money comes from. But I was told like the items that were auctioned off, especially like the live items, not just the the mm-hmm. silent auction. They did not anticipate to get as much money as they did from those. And there were two ticket packages for a Kansas game sitting behind the bench, four tickets that went for $30,000 a piece. And essentially they decided to do that because I guess there were you know, competing bidders that were just going against each other, just jacking the price up on the first one. So I guess Bill Self was like, we'll just make two and you can both have one. And they... Went for thirty k a piece, and then a round of golf at Olympia Hills up in, you know, in the Chicago area. Olympia Fields, not Olympia Fields. Get that right. Um, with Brad Underwood, Mike Small, Brett Bielma, and like so, if you were the winning bidder, you were the fourth in that foursome. Went for seventeen thousand mm. um, dollars. So that's Ed how bon- you get to more like over a quarter million dollars. Ed Bond just fell short on a couple of those bids, I understand. Our producer here of Inside Illini Basketball, he for the four pack of tickets, he bid fourteen dollars. I would say I would have fallen short on every <laughs> item as well. The, even like the silent auction items. They, right. When I got there and the event hadn't even started, hadn't been going that long, it was like uh it was already, you know, some 
interested bidders that were willing to, to pony up. The Bill Self uh, transition uh, smooth. Uh, he was the star of the show and uh, with his wit, his candor, uh, won over the crowd. No hard feelings, it seems. Uh, go to the newsgazette.com if you want to watch a video story of that night. Good stuff. Yeah, well, but, I mean, uh, that, that's the crowd that there wouldn't be hard feelings with. I mean, uh, now say Illinois and Kansas played at some point in the future, in the near future, there'd be uh, maybe people higher up in the, the arena that aren't sitting in the, the expensive seats. Uh, could call them yahoos that would still maybe drag Bill Self for, you know, leaving for, at the time, a better job. During the uh, Kick and Cancer event, uh, Brad Underwood uh, made sure to introduce his coaching staff and then told Bill Self to turn the other way, not to pluck them uh, from uh, from here at Illinois. That kind of summed up what a great turn of events for Brad Underwood, how this whole transition with his coaching staff has gone. Yeah, because, I mean, a year ago at this time, he had lost all three assistants, and there was like questions like, okay, well, what do you do now? And he said at the time, it was like, well, I built a good staff the first time through. I'll just do it again. Seems to be the case. And for the moment, like, Tim Anderson has the has the torch right now as, like, the top guy because, you know, it's, it was his relationship with Sky Clark and his family, and obviously which includes ZZ, that led to getting – both of those guys now, and same with Ty Rogers, same with Merez Johnson, um, and Chester Frazier had a previous relationship with Jaden Epps and Sincere Harris from recruiting them when he was at Virginia Tech, and that carried over to Illinois, so added those two guys. Uh, Jeff Alexander has been after a lot of you know, top guys. There's um, just hasn't maybe landed one of quote unquote his guys yet, but. Yeah, they were been in the mix for some some talented players as well. So I think you know Underwood kind of followed through with what he said. It was just he's going to build another good staff and has at least you know the the early returns within a year have been pretty positive. All right, Sunday is the uh, deadline for Kofi to put his name. Yeah, April twenty fourth in the draft. So. Anything new there, Scotty? Nothing new. I mean, I think every factor that has been playing into it since the season ended is still you know, part of the deal. It's just a matter of whether he wants to start his professional career regardless of you know his draft status because it hasn't changed any really since the season. You know, still kind of a, a borderline draftable guy you know, in late second round perhaps at best. Or if the NIL opportunities are enough to keep him in college basketball and very well could be the case. And He's still coming back to Illinois. I've told you this the last three podcasts. My stance has not changed. Yeah. And I, I think he will, but until like he says the right, words. I'm just, I'm just telling you. The, the other door is not closed yet. That's my information, Scott Rich, and you remember that, buddy. Okay. 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 Didn't you say Purdue was going to win the Big Ten? Wow. You went there? <laughs> I'm just just saying. So I was wrong. Not not infallible. In fact, I I had a chance to go to Indiana over the weekend. I bowled out my Purdue sources. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean to be fair, they should have won the Big Ten, but 
Illinois and Wisconsin shared the title instead. That's all we have in April, just like tons of recruiting uh, decisions, uh, huge NBA ramifications. Um, what else, Richie? Is... Well, here's the thing I've been thinking about Uh-oh. with Kofi, um, just because of what happened last summer as well. It's like he has until this Sunday to decide in or out of the draft. And then the deadline for the, the transfer portal is May 1st. You have to be in it. By May 1st, if you want to play, you're going to be eligible for the 2022-3 season, um, probably. Like, There's going to be guys that pull out of the draft later than that that decide they want to transfer and somehow get a, a waiver, I'm sure. So like, I don't think he would do this because it would fly in the face of everything he talked about when he decided to come back last year in terms of legacy, but... Like, there's been, like, this talk was like, well, Illinois is going to know, at least by, was going to know by April 24th, like, kind of where their roster stands. So, like, what if he enters the transfer portal? Mm. Like, the, th- the thought's just been going through my head, because, like, you can enter it before May 1st, and then you don't have to decide until whenever. So, it was just that spare random thought that just flitted through my brain. I was like, I don't think that'll be the case or what happens, because, again kind of tarnish the legacy if you decide to leave in year four. But um, just one of those crazy, like, what ifs. And because it's college basketball. It's like free agency now. It, like Those what ifs are more real than they ever used to be. That'd be interesting. Maybe give them something to, I don't know, I mean, rev up the juices. Illinois fans right. would right. go nuts. Adam Miller uh, keeps toying with... Illini references on his social media. Good for him. What do I what do I take out of that? I don't know. Like that's such a Are you the beat writer? Aren't you supposed to know this stuff, Scott Ritchie? That's why I'm asking you. Okay. I'm not I, asking that Bond. Like he might be twenty now, but like what teenagers and early twenty year old people do on social media, like I'm not gonna read those tea leaves. Just like make a decision. Like I don't like you can Float around with this or that, I don't. I don't care. It's all. It's, and it's not just Adam Miller. I mean, all, everything that's posted to Twitter, Instagram, whatever. It's all like just about drawing attention. But it's nothing concrete until you say, "I'm doing this. I'm doing that." So he can do whatever he wants. I don't. It would so be weird if he came back. I think, like he left for a reason. Maybe some of that reason has changed, but like you still left. But the whole boomerang transfer is an odd concept to me. It's happened. I mean, there's several you know, examples of it happening, but we'll see what I mean. Illinois is still in the hunt for you know another guard with experience. Yeah, Adam Miller would qualify because it's all. His only experience happened in Champaign because he didn't play last year at LSU. Um, I hate to see you grumpy, Scott Ritchie. I just, anyway, you seem to have taken a grumpy turn here. Yeah. April is my least favorite month of the year. In, in May. You're, you're, you're mostly, such a jovial type in March. <laughs> you could have fooled me. Mostly June. Most of June, July. Yeah, it's not my favorite. <laughs> uh, the off season is the worst. Because there's just 
How about the NBA playoffs, Scott Richard? Does that cheer you up? I know I didn't play much in uh, game one. Was that a turn to the veterans? Is that what we're going to see the rest of the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. Cause, like, I guess what Billy Donovan said. It was like he's going to lean on his veterans. Okay. Um, really? I've seen some of their veterans. I don't know if I'd be leaning <laughs> well, too and hard. They, like we had it was a weird game yesterday because they were like very uncompetitive early and then kind of clawed back in and then they'd slip again. It. I don't think they have the best shot against the the reigning champs. Um, yeah, I was a little surprised that Io played as infrequently as mm-hmm. he did because you know from mid January through the end of the regular season, like he was a huge part of the rotation and. I'd say for the most part, played really well. Um, I mean, playoff basketball, everything is, you know, kind of a, a few degrees higher level emotion, you know, just the basketball itself. But I don't know. Maybe Iowa needs to be on the court a little more. All right, back on campus. The spring football game is Thursday. That should be interesting. Hopefully there's some gimmicks. I'm all about the gimmicks, sending the chancellor on a, you know, on a fly route or something unusual just to spruce it up. Otherwise, it's just bad spring football, not just at Illinois, everywhere. Yeah, because it's, it's not like they're going to risk anyone getting hurt right. or, you know, show their hand, especially Illinois with a, a new offense again. It's like, it's going to be vanilla central. I mean, just nothing is going to give away too many secrets. Um but we mentioned this on the last episode of Inside Illini Football that we recorded, Matt Daniels and I, that maybe uh, run a gimmick play for 90-year-old columnist Lauren Tate. Get him out there. Do it. I'd let him kick. He's got a, he's got a leg yet. How about that? Put him in a field goal competition with Caleb Griffin? Why not? Uh, I saw Chris Thomas at a... Uh, Volleyball event in Louisville last weekend. What's give me the scoop on Illinois volleyball in one minute or less, Scott Ritchie? I'm putting you to. I guess the scoop is like they're in the midst of their spring, their own kind of spring practice season, but they canceled like their last two events. I think yeah. just in terms of maybe some depth issues. Okay. Um. Still need to like, add to the roster in the off season. Maybe hit the portal. It's, the portal is everywhere um, because definitely they're down at least one outside hitter. Ellie Holtzman is going to medically retire. You know, she was a Gatorade, a national Gatorade player of the year out of uh, New Orleans in her class. Uh, she's just been hurt essentially her entire time you know, at Illinois. So that's a, you know, a blow because when she was healthy briefly, you know, play pretty well during the, the COVID season. So that's where Illinois Volleyball stands. Need some, need some help. Illinois baseball running away with the Big Ten. They've played well in conference. Like Their, their non-conference okay. schedule hurt them, but they just pulled off a three-game sweep of Northwestern over the weekend. And mm-hmm. Against the Big Ten, they, they've been good. Yeah, they've found their stride you know, at this part of the season, which is when you want it. You know, heading into... The stretch run of the Big Ten, then a Big Ten tournament, maybe NCAA tournament. You never know. You're going to have to probably win the Big Ten to, to make it. But All right. That's Scott Ritchie who covers more than just basketball, but that's his specialty. Basketball every morning, Illini HQ, 6 a.m., Good Morning Illini Nation. 
Uh, can't get enough of that. Uh, your power pole, uh, uh, updated. I know you don't have any data because I know that's why a uh, big reason why you're grumpy. The lack of data, as sure. I always hear. Um, but I will make you update your, your power pole. Okay. And at the top, because he's the player I just saw play the most recently, Ty Rogers. Hmm. I like that. Uh, he's just He was really good. Yeah, at the end of last week, so he's going to get the top spot for for one week at least. Uh, and then Kofi, because his decision is you know a successful season next year doesn't necessarily require him to come back because I think Illinois will be different, but they can still be good. But like floor's higher, the ceiling's higher with Kofi. Like you know, Illinois is in that national title hunt, I guess on paper. With Kofi Coburn and number three, go um, R.J. Melendez. Still think he's primed for a big sophomore season. And if it's like Johnny Davis, Keegan Murray, sophomore season esque, mm. like that, that'd be something. Now you're now you're just teasing me. Uh, maybe a little, but I think he'll be good. Okay. Haven't seen Illinois uh, very high in the or way early preseason rankings. Why is that? I think because. None of us know if Kofi's coming okay. back. Like right. If he does, then I think they jump into at least the top 15, if not top 10. Yeah. Probably thinking. 15, because there's question marks at guard, because they're all going to be pretty young. Okay. No uh, other portal news I need to know about? The kid from Texas going to make a decision soon? Maybe. I mean, he's been in Are we going to go the tea leave thing again here? I don't read him. <laughs> 50-50. Either he will or he won't. Um I mean, I guess since we last spoke, Brandon Pajimski went in the portal. Right. Andre Corbello is out. Right. Going to St. John's. Uh, Omar Payne is out. He's going to Jacksonville. Okay. Um, that's just regular Jacksonville. Terrence Shannon has not said Illinois yet. No. No, he hasn't said anybody yet. Okay. So I guess that, that door is still open. You would like that move? He's good. Yeah. I mean, okay. that's a one-year one year guy. I think you know, it's always kind of hit or miss with those because, like, it's a very short time where they can figure out how to be impactful on a new team. But uh, I know we mentioned you know, Illinois kind of kicked the tires on Bryce Hopkins. Mostly looks like he's going to end up at Providence. Who okay. is that? Was Providence was involved in his first recruitment out of high school? So, and I mean, Ed Cooley had the the Friars rolling this past season. So interesting in the Big East, but. Otherwise, no No real portal news. Okay. Last one before I let you go. The uh, News Gazette All-State team is this weekend or the next? This weekend. This weekend. The girls is, uh, I think, Thursday, and then the boys is... Um, year 80. Uh, for boys, this is year 90. Is it? Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Anything you can tell me about it? Have we already said who the player of the year is? Well, just say it. This it's, is a, it's Braden Huff from Glenbard West. Okay. State champ. Gonzaga and, recruit, yeah. And, I mean, not, not Ty Rogers. I, you know, his team I think got beat in the sectionals. Okay, and I mean, Glenbard West wasn't just a state champion; they dominated the state of Illinois. And Braden Huff was their best player. And they only lost once, and that was to Sierra Canyon, which is obviously loaded with talent out there in California. Um, and it was by like what one or two points on a last second shot. So they were that close to having a perfect year, and Braden Huff is a big part of that. 
All right, Scott Ritchie, loaded with information. As usual, look forward to your coverage of uh, of the Clark brothers, of, uh, of all the incoming freshmen, of uh, of Kofi. Another week of well, craziness. No. We'll be back next Monday. Thanks for listening.